Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special Pacino report. Uh, 48 hours ago, we put uh, our normally uh, regular recorded episode 11 to bed, confident that we were up to date in the latest news. I did some post-production on that. That was a fairly late night. I went to bed and I uh, woke up the next morning. And as most of us do, I uh, went, rolled over and checked my phone. <laughs> <Studio> <laughs> and the world had stopped. <laughs> And basically the world had stopped. Stu had sent me a message overnight leading to a international, uh, it was a US-based sports uh, site that uh, was basically leading uh, the article of Paul Espargaro to join Mark Marquez at Honda in 2021. And from there, the world has not been the same place in the world of MotoGP media. This is obviously, even at a speculative level, which is where we are finding ourselves at the moment, it's had massive, massive knock-on effects. The noise that is being generated out of this has been the largest that I've seen this year, let alone for the last couple of years of what this means for um, from MotoGP grid position. Stu, thank you so much for sending that through. It really lifted my Friday. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what it did do was when Manuel got up from uh, a Spanish perspective, it was like, guys, we need uh, a breaking news episode on this. And he's exactly Absolutely. right because the, the, the news has only just um, increased in size, noise, and and lack of evidence. Mm. <laughs> so what else have you heard out there, Stu? Yeah, well, as you say, David, it only broke 48 hours ago. And since then, it seems that every media organization is is running it on their on their front pages. Since then, I can see that there's been more pressing questions put to other people who are, who are associated with the riders in question. We're hearing the usual, hey, we don't know anything from everybody, but we'll talk more about that. So it seems like the ripple effects from this have, have only just started. So hopefully we can unpack some of that as we go over the next few minutes. We've brought the team um, specially back together. We normally don't record on a Saturday <laughs> night. Um, but um, As I said, Manuel was... Um flagging it is it like guys this really needs to go out so uh, when the boss Normally calls, four beers in by um, now. and you wouldn't want to be anywhere else anyway what else would you really want to be doing to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> mr Pacino, uh, you've obviously got an opinion on this help us out help us understand what's really going on in moto gp hi to everyone uh, yes look i basically what i want is to to explain our listeners how to approach something like this right because as you said there all the websites, all the whatever, the news, the radios are talking about this. But if you go down to the bottom, there are just two or three uh, quotes about this story. So everyone copies and everyone speculates. And this is something that we do not hear at our Pesino podcast. We do not speculate. We don't uh, talk about uh, there is going around, uh, there is uh, saying around. No, we go down to the facts. Exactly. And what we know, we explain. What we don't know, we say don't know. That mm -hmm. is basically our philosophy, correct? Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, to make it uh, as short as possible, the story is the following. The news came out that Paul Espargaro may join HRC. Okay. Yep. So the first thing is a shock. But then if you analyze it a little bit deeper, and you will uh, agree with me, it sounds uh, so weird that for me... <laughs> It is something that was already planned in advance. And I explain you okay. why. Last year, when Alex Marquez was uh, hired by the Repsol team, all of us were surprised because of that. A rookie entering in a Repsol team with uh, no experience, with a lot of pressure. And this was something surprising. When we see now 
what is happening, you go back and you think, okay, last year there was no place in any other team, so they put him in that Repsol Honda team. Okay, now what they are saying that is going to happen, that Alex Marquez is going from that Repsol team that is the most uh, important team to another team where he will be more, less away from the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Okay, this makes a lot of sense, right? If you think about this. More of the usual path that a rookie will take when they come into the top flight. Yeah, and why didn't it happen last year? Because there was no place inside the LCR team. Okay, Carl had a contract sign and uh, Nakagami had a contract sign. Okay, Repsol team could have hired Carl into the team and made a switch, but it didn't happen. We don't know why. Okay, but if you think it's quite logical what is happening. Okay, so this is basically the analysis taking out the fireworks, if you think about it. (laughs) If this is the reality, okay. If it isn't the reality, if it's just something surprising, then it can have a lot of consequences we are going to analyze later. Is this something that happened, being that I'm new to this, and I, you know, I know you say if you go to American football, they have their, you know, each year all the draft and all that sort of stuff. Is, is this the kind of thing that happens every year or is this situation unique? No, no, the situation is absolutely unique and surprising because it, it involves the the brother of the uh, reference of MotoGP right now, mm-hmm. you know, and it's something quite absurd. Whether it's true or not, what is clear is that the way they are doing it is a complete error. So yeah. a lot of the influence sounds like it might be because he's his brother rather than Alex on his own merit. Uh, you know, it's important the way to communicate the things. If it's true, it's very bad communicated. If it's not true, it's a mess. Yeah, indeed. Dave? Andrew, the question that I've got for you is it being the, you know, just briefly, we are on a, we do want to keep this, you know, nice and tight for for the listeners. As the newest uh, participant to this group, what's your perspective of what's going on here? And the MotoGP. Just yeah, um, what's your perspective? You're obviously reading the same news we are. Um, Manuel reads it in a very different way. How are you taking all this in? I mean, I think like I just mentioned, I sort of compare it. I was sitting there today going, is this the same? You know, is it like this every year? Obviously, you know, the year might be usually the year might be winding up and riders are going to change and this and that. But this, I can tell from the excitement and the, you know, the urgency of this, that this mustn't be a normal situation. I mean, in regards to the riders and the way I just look at it is the different teams are trying to get their best, you know, riders for their teams before they kick back in. And I can see that domino effect that I think I heard mentioned that, yeah, once they start moving around, it throws a lot out. You are right. There, there is a lot of news out there. But said, but spending the afternoon sort of trawling through that, three things beca- for me became absolutely crystal clear, and this will set the conversation up for Manuel. There's a lot of media out there saying that Paulus Bargro has confirmed his exit from KTM at the end of the season. I can't find either way whether or not that has been uh, confirmed. Even uh, direct we, quotes from his manager to say the opposite. Quotes, yeah, exactly right. So... That was being labelled as fact. I'd put a question mark above that. Mm-hmm. What we can put a big tick against is Alberto Puge with the press release that he officially put out through HRC channels, fairly long-winded. What I took out of that was his direct quote of, we do not have any contract signed with anyone that we have not already announced. 
which is that's nice. fact. The third Are they building fact, excitement ready for the racing to get people back into racing before it goes back? I don't know. We'll, we'll let Manuel talk about that. The third is that this is big enough. When you look at every single sports network globally at the moment, they are running this as their lead story. Whether or not they're basing it on fact is irrelevant, but this story is large enough to be taking up a head of space um, in every single sports website media outlet. So this is how big this is. So probably the kickoff now over to Manuel. What are the implications, first of all, for Alex Marquez, Manuel? Well, uh, first of all, I want to say that it's big because there is not much happening. You know, the echo is because the, the room is empty. So <laughs> and you, it hits all the wall and comes back because uh, basically there is nothing happening in sports around the world. But this is a matter. Okay, it's a topic. So I think we should analyze the, the, the people and the situation, the people and the teams involved in, the, in this. Again, we have to work like a surgeon, right? Take away all the what is uh, not um, important and go mm -hmm. down to the point. Okay, let's start with Alex Marquez, right? Alex Marquez looks like the victim of this situation, which he really is, whether mm. it's true or not. Because if it's true, if it's not true that he will change the team, he already looks like a fool. Yeah. Mm. Okay. He, he, he loses he, no matter what happens. Yeah, and he, no, he already lo looks like a fool and nobody has came out to defend him. Yeah. You know, Honda has not said, no, he's our rider. Nobody has said nothing. Okay. His brother hasn't even made a statement. His brother is, is silent. Okay. But mm -hmm. Alex is the loser of this uh, story, whether he stays or whether he goes, doesn't matter. All right. Then we have the attitude of Honda. It's the same. Uh, Honda has not come out to defend his rider. Or mm. to give, of to or, or to sustain his rider. Okay, this shows that they are kind of cruel with him. Yep. Okay, mm. for me this is so clear. And uh, <clears throat> again, if it's not, if it's true that this switch, it's one of another one of these projects that Mr. Alberto Puch starts that we, we don't know how we will end. The list of the fake tries of Alberto is very long. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, let's just check quickly. Look, he fired Dani Pedrosa from Honda. Remember? Mm -hmm. That is Dani Pedrosa now, the best test rider in KTM. Yeah. He uh, tried to get Zarco because Zarco was supposed to be the one to uh, substitute uh, Pedrosa in the Repsol team. Where is Zarco now? In Ducati. Mm. He hired Lorenzo. We know how the story of Lorenzo finished. Yeah. All right? We know that. <clears throat> he paid Lorenzo to leave, and 48 hours later, Lorenzo was Yamaha test rider. Another brilliant idea of Mr. Pooch. Mm -hmm. Then he hires Alex Marquez. And now look the situation of Alex Marquez. So now the, his new brilliant idea is Paul Espargaro. Is are we going to see the end of the story? Because all his stories start and they never have time to end. Exactly, yeah. Correct. He's all uh, I did, but he's no execution. So this is basically Honda's uh, situation. <clears throat> then let's analyze Spargano. Hmm. And again, to, to give answers, you have to do yourself questions. This is the key of, of, of journalism. 
Paul Espargaro alongside Marc Marquez. Is Paul Espargaro a better rider than Johan Zarco, who is twice world champion? Is uh, Paul Espargaro a better rider than uh, Jorge Lorenzo, who was there and didn't make it? And the question is, is, your, is uh, Paul Espargaro a better rider than Alex Marquez? Twice world champion. Yeah, exactly. He, he doesn't jump above any of those names for me, realistically. <clears throat> I don't answer this question. I just throw them and you think about it, you know? Mm. Why Paul Espargaro? Why? Okay? Could, mm-hmm. I, could I play devil's adv- advocate to that, though, Manuel? Um, <clears throat> if, you go, if you go back and look at, at the Moto2 seasons when <clears throat> Paul and Mark were competing with each other, <clears throat> Paul was able to push Mark. Uh, in those years. So for me, that was a, a, a fairly natural fit of going back through the history books and having a look at who has been able to take it to Mark on his own terms. Um, do you think there's any credibility in that's what Honda were were thinking at the time of going back and looking at who has been able to push Mark? David, uh, that's the answer to my question. You do, you give yourself your answers. I don't give. I just do the questions. <laughs> you, know, you did exactly what you have to do. You think you have then a point of view and you give yourself your answer. And if you are satisfied with that, up to you. The story is what we said. I think, I personally think that this was planned. If not, uh, why why Paul Espargaro? Why po- I have probably a theory why Paul Espargaro, but I let you think your own. <laughs> and then just let's go quickly back. The, the fourth um, character of this story is the team LCR, the team where Alex Marquez is supposed to go, right? Exactly. In that team, we have two riders that are Carl Crutchlow and Nakagami. Mm-hmm. Okay, two riders who have a reason to stay there. Yeah. Carl Crutchlow, because he's the test rider for Mark Marquez, the rider who tests to rides closer to Mark mm-hmm. Marquez's style. So he's basically, it looks like necessary. Mm-hmm. And the other one is uh, Nakagami, who is a Japanese rider, the only Japanese rider in the category. If you go back to last year, last year, Carl Kalachlo said that he was ready to retire. Yep. Okay. This would match with preparing a plan to switch Alex Marquez into that team in 2021. Remember? Uh, but now, Kale said that he wants to continue. Yeah. Okay. So, then we go to the quotes of the team manager of that team, LCR. Yep. He says that they would like to sign both riders again mm-hmm. for the next uh, period. That was Lucio's but, preference, yes. Yeah. But if you listen to his words, you just have to listen carefully and not just listen, pay attention. He says that <clears throat> Carl is discussing with Honda because he has to close the deal with Honda, not with him. Yes, that's, that's outside of LCR's hands. Yeah. And then he speaks about the Japanese rider and he said, as long as Honda thinks he will, he's in a growing phase, mm-hmm. they, will, they will continue with the Japanese. So it's not down to the team manager to... To, to close the deal. It's down to Honda. So the, the ball is on Honda's roof, right? Mm-hmm. The manager can say whatever he wants, but it's not down to him because he doesn't pay the riders. It's Honda who pays the riders. Yep. Through, through, through the four uh, uh, 
characters involved in this story, okay? Alex Marquez, we have spoken about Honda, we have spoken about Paul Espargaro, and we have spoken about the team where Alex Marquez is supposed to end in 2021. So the, the, probably the direct question I've got for you, Manuel, is do you think there is validity in any, any of this or do you think it's a slow reporting month for world sport? Is um, it true? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you think there is a, a play... Um, look, yes, let's, look, we forgot one, when we spoke about Alex Marquez, the manager of Alex Marquez, I spoke personally with him and he said that he didn't know anything about what was going on, that it was a surprise for him. So, but uh, he, he doesn't have to had said the truth, obviously. Mm, yeah, clearly, yeah. 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 Say what he wants, so yeah. <laughs> And that would be expected if this is if this is a play that's being organised by Honda senior management with influence by uh, Bouge, you wouldn't expect rider managers to be to be a part of that. No, but if it's true, if it's true that he doesn't know, this has been a treat to Mark Marquez. If it's oh, a threat, oh, a threat. threat. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If if he's acting, then it's okay. But anyhow, the thing is that the, the figure Alex Marquez is doing, whether it's true or not, is like poor guy, you know? Poor, poor guy. He is like Mr. Nobody at this moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's, these are extraordinary times. If you do, don't think that 2020 could have got any weirder, um, <laughs> we've, uh, <laughs> we've, we've, we've proved that it has. Um, exactly. This is going to be a quick, um, what I'm going to dub as the murder round for... Uh, Basically, Stu and I, because I know Manuel doesn't want to weigh into too much of this because there's not, not going to be a lot of this that's based on fact, but Stu and I are just going to go dive straight back into this. Paul was at the Austrian tests, Stu, in late May. Mm-hmm. What's your gut feeling saying that some of this is starting to come up from what he was starting to pull out of those those tests? Yeah, I'm I'm possibly thinking so. I'm, I'm thinking that he's... For them to sign Jorge Martin, now we're starting to get inclinations on Espargaro. Uh, Something's got to be coming out of that. I, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Stu, um, do you think this happened two weeks ago? No, yeah, not at I all. Think, uh, no, no I, th- I think that this has started, this whole process has started two, three weeks ago. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, 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 it comes out now, but a few weeks ago, I think I think someone's, someone's listened to our podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> Who who would you put on the KTM seats, Stu? Paul goes out. Who do you put in? You take Paul out of that KTM seat. Well, well, realistically, you've got you've got Petrox looking for a ride. Yep. I I would see, and I know that he's been talking about possibly going to World Superbike, but I've also heard that he wants to stay in the MotoGP paddock. So for me, that's that's a good fit. But with Red Bull being Red Bull, I would much rather see. Remy go there, have a development rider come up. Yep. <laughs> yep. There. Oh, Manuel's going off again. He's smoking the broccoli again. I am like an astronaut and I'm floating in the air. I think he's having a 70s flashback. I think he is. Yeah. Set a Odyssey to 2001. Odyssey yep. to 2001 music in the yes. no, I mean, Petrucci is the, is, is the obvious one for me because he's, he's looking for a seat. But yeah, Manuel, what do you think of that? Stu, look. Analyze. Analyze. <laughs> okay. Pedrosa test rider. 
one meter sixty. Oh, okay. okay. Yep. Uh, yep. Petrucci, one seventy-eight, thirty kilos mm -hmm. more. Look at the other KTM riders. Which is the size of uh, Brad Binder? Which is the size of Lequona? Which is the size of Miguel Oliveira? They never ever would put a two-meter guy on a bike a when the test dude on a bike. one meter and a half. And right. said all this, I know that uh, he has already been rejected by KTM, officially. Really? Okay. No, right. no place. Because it's just a, a matter of physics at this point, okay? Uh, apart from riding or not riding or, or this stuff. Mm -hmm. Is Remy the right size? Uh, I tell you something more. Big again, isn't he? Uh, look, Red Bull invests in KTM's project 30 million euros. Uh -huh. Okay, and they will, they would not be satisfied with four riders that are basically rookies. They need a figure. They and need they, uh, somebody yeah. Yeah. that shines more. This is again, it's. It's not a speculation, it's just analyzing. Yeah, yeah. And at this so, point, in my opinion, the only rider that matches there is uh, Andrea Dovizioso. Look, the, I can tell you, and this is, uh, again, re, uh, Dovizioso was ready to retire. Ready okay. to retire because he was sa uh, tired of uh, the situation inside Ducati. This has opened a uh, door to him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is very good for KTM if they reach an agreement. The problem will be the money, probably. You know, the the because um, Dovi is a very top rider, and mm -hmm. the money they were paying to Paul is probably one third of what uh, Dovi would ask for. Now it's down to them to see. But Dovi would be perfect. He's a very good test rider. He's fast, and he can give the others time to come. You know, mm. the other KTM riders. So is this is this not a place that, because, I mean, we're, we're, from what we've been saying, Alex will be going to LCR if, if this is all true. So there's going to be one of those guys is going to be looking for a seat as well. So is is the KTM seat something that Tacker or Cal would, would be suitable for as well? No. No. If you think, look, uh, Nakagami is uh, not better, in my opinion, than... Oliveira or Brad mm. Binder can be. And regarding Cal, they won't take a guy who is 34, who last year was thinking mm. of retiring. In my opinion, and this is something that is very personal, one of the reasons they could hire Paul is because Paul's riding style is quite similar to Marcus' riding style. He's okay. the second most aggressive rider. Or he's in the group of the three aggressive riders of the category, or four. Three, four. One is Mark, the other one is Cal, the other one is Jack, and this is Paul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If they are, like Lucho said, negotiating with Cal, now they have a card in their hand to negotiate with Cal. In the past, Cal was yes or yes. Yeah. You understand? Mm -hmm. So, and then... So this if, could be a potential contract play with Cal that we're hearing here. This could be leaked just absolutely. so Honda can drive down Cal's price a bit. Absolutely. And this can be also a play to high, to, how do you say, to lift mm -hmm. all Espargaro's contract in KTM. 
Right. Yep. Again, that's because, you know, mm. at the end people say this and this. Just, it's a pure negotiation, maybe. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yep. Beautiful. So to put a, so to start to wrap this up, let's go through what we know as fact, Manuel. We know that um, Polis Bargo has not confirmed his exit from KTM. True or false? Mm-hmm. True. True. So it's, that's still yet to be announced. Push has uh, officially put a media release out saying we do not have any contracts signed with anyone that have not already been announced which is this is true but this is nothing worth it's just so i suppose the bare fact out of that is mark's got a contract cal doesn't have a contract tacker doesn't have a contract and alex doesn't have a contract the the reading between the lines here is he has not said that he honda trust in alex marcus Yep. That's what has to be read in between lines in this statement. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, that, that, that that's what we should probably end on that. It has not been confirmed that Paul is coming in, but HRC do not uh, have the confidence within Alex. We have to check to, to remember also Ducati. Okay. Ducati is still looking for a rider. So mm-hmm. it says for Ducati is like shaking the tree now. They are once again in a situation of wow, we have to invent something. Yeah, and as Stu alluded okay. to, this this could have been uh, created to destabilize Ducati uh, in that way. <laughs> David, they do it by that. Oh, they are master. <laughs> they do it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember all what has come, happened there in the last three years. They don't need anybody to help them. Yeah. All right. I walked into that one, didn't I? <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Thank you so much. We'll put a put a lid on this and we'll get this out to the uh, listeners as soon as possible. Thank you so much, Manuel. Thank you so much, Stu. And Andrew, thank you so much as well. We've been uh, bouncing texts, mails, videos, everything between the three of us. We hope brilliant. we've added some clarity uh, to what is an incredible situation that's unfolding in the 2020 season. Manuel hasn't finished. He's ripping up the script as we speak. <laughs> No, no, he's got one more point david we have probably we haven't clarified anything but we have taken out of the photo what was just uh uh fog you know what and, i mean and this and, this, and distraction yeah that that's is, what i wanted to do was to yeah, yeah and we will probably find out something more in the next days but the thing and what we try to with with the humility humility to teach our listeners is to to watch, you know, to pay attention mm-hmm. instead of just reading or what or, yep. or, or it, hearing. It's like a very good magician with the sleight of hand. Don't yeah, don't don't look at the mouth. Yeah. Watch the hands. Always watch the hands. <laughs> I don't know. That's what's going on right now. I don't know about the listeners, Manuel, but uh, every time we go through one of these sessions, I take away uh, something uh, from an analysis perspective and um, how to view the world differently. So uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for your insight. Uh, Stu, Andra, thank you for putting your weekend time. Listeners, you are the uh, ones that we do this for. So hopefully this has added something for you to think about over the weekend uh, and add to your decision tree as well. So indeed, I'm going to sign it off there. Thanks for listening, guys. We've enjoyed putting Thanks, this Thanks, everyone. Together. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Guys. Bye.